0: Hello, and welcome to Joe Bates Explains It All, a new series where I, Joe Bates, present guides to all of life's major issues. This first guide is about how to find love in the modern world, and it's a big one, so it's split into two episodes, with this first part being about the best places to begin your search and how to set up the perfect date. So sit back, relax, but also pay extremely close attention, because by the end of this episode, You'll be halfway there in your quest to find everlasting love. Before we answer the question of where to begin looking for love, as part of this introduction, we can quickly answer the question of how you write a commercially successful pop song. It's actually quite easy. All major songwriters would agree that the golden rule is a song needs to mention a familiar location in it to get people buying. It's what 50 Cent realised with In Da Club. It's what Frank Sinatra realised twice with New York, New York. And it's what the writers of the various national anthems all realised. If you write about a location a listener knows about and can get to if given adequate directions, chances are you've got a hit on your hands. But I know you're not listening to this to learn how to write a song that earns you millions. But the reason I mention it in this guide is because there is one exception that proved this golden rule about songwriting. Love songs are the only type of songs that do not follow this golden rule. Love, or being in love, is not a place everyone is familiar with, But songs about love sell because we hope that they will tell us where to find love because we don't have a clue. People are desperate for love so they buy any love song available in the hope that it will give them some easy to follow instructions on finding it. But very few of them even attempt to do this with some major hits even admitting they don't know what love is. is And in the worst case, flagrantly asking the listener to tell them where to find it. The popularity of love songs show that people are generally looking in the wrong places for love. The fact that you're listening to this guide means that you're at least on the right path, but there are still many huge errors you're probably on the verge of making in your search. This brings us on to part 1.1 of this guide, which is all about the places you shouldn't be looking for love. Getting set up with someone by a friend seems like one of the best options. This idea was popularised by TV shows like Friends where it was made to seem like a great way to meet someone suitable for you because, as they repeat regularly in that show, who knows you better than Friends? Well, whilst these shows may be entertaining, unfortunately they do ignore the very basics of human nature. Humans are essentially animals, so our fundamental ambition is the survival of ourselves and of our bloodline above all others. A person always picks the partner who will give them the highest chance of doing this. And as part of this biological instinct, any time a friend tries to set you up with someone, it will be with a weak partner who reduces the chances of your own bloodline surviving above theirs. And it's the same when it comes to same-sex relationships. The person your friend will set you up with will on some level be someone they feel will make a poor choice when it comes to the time to adopt a child. So when your friend suggests a partner, say thanks, but no thanks, and move the conversation on to whatever hobby or shared interest that your friendship is based on. Just like with friends, A lot of people look to their parents and the older generation in general for assistance when looking for love. In fact, up until about 30 years ago, this used to be a viable option. People lived in small communities, everyone knew each other, and the social fabric was so strong that all you would have to do when you decided you wanted a partner was to walk up to a village elder and say the words, I am ready for love. They would respond with the line, and you are ready to be loved, And then they would finish the script by saying, I'll be back in an hour or so. And in about an hour or so, they would bring you a perfectly matched partner of the opposite gender, or the same gender, depending on how progressive your village was. These were great times, but unfortunately nowadays, the social fabric is nowhere near strong enough for you to walk up to an older person and ask for love. In fact, the gap between the older and younger generation is now so large that if you do ask someone of the older generation to set you up, they would deliberately set you up with an unsuitable and terrible partner because they hate you. So it's vital that you ignore all advice from older people on your search for love. If you come from a secular background, you probably disagreed with the concept of arranged marriage at one point because it didn't seem romantic and it flew in the face of all your liberal principles. However, as you get older and remain single, the idea will become more and more attractive until you spend many nights reading various holy books with the aim of finding the religion you can convert to that will get you hitched as quickly as possible. You've got to ask yourself a lot of questions before taking this plunge. Take, for instance, what you imagine your big day will be like. If, for instance, you always imagined your wedding to feature lots of beer or beef, then keep in mind that some of the religions you convert to may not allow you to have either of these things. And if your hobbies include things like eating lots of non-halal meat and not believing in God, then you might need to make big changes to your life when you enter into your new religion. So if you're not willing to make these changes, you should put the holy books away. Just like the idea that friends can set you up, The entertainment industry also sells us the idea that we can just go to a bar or club and find a partner. The vast majority of songs are now about this exact thing. And in the most extreme examples, like Usher's love in this club, they actually imply you can make love in the club itself. You definitely can't do this unless you're a successful R&B singer like Usher or you're in Berlin. However, you might possibly be able to find love in the club and then take it away, but this is extremely difficult itself. Many people in clubs may appear to love you, but this is generally because of the substances they have taken. Unless they are an habitual user of this substance and are under its influence most of the time, this type of love is not sustainable for a healthy relationship. Also, because bars and clubs are very loud in general, it's often very difficult to hear what people are saying And once you're outside, it may turn out that you're in a relationship with a racist or someone who raises their voice at the end of every sentence. Unless you're into either of these things, it's best to avoid these locations during your quest for love. Part 1.2. Where to find love. Okay, so I've now told you the places where not to find love, but where should you look for it? Well, you may know this answer already, but if you don't, it's the final of the four horrible things you learn as you get older. The first, when you're about 8 or 9, is when your parents tell you that Father Christmas doesn't exist. The second, when you're about 15, is when your parents tell you that God doesn't exist. The third comes in your 20s when they tell you that life isn't remotely fair, Success isn't based on merit or even talent. And subsequently, David Williams will continue his rise in success throughout all of our lifetimes. And if your parents haven't told you this already, I'm afraid I'm going to have to tell you the fourth thing now. To find love in the modern world, you're going to have to join a dating site and then go dating. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be awkward and it's going to be terrible. This is why I'm here. And after this track, I'm going to give you all you need to know about the world of dating sites and apps to use them to find your future spouse. Part two, dating sites and apps. So for this guide, I've trawled through all of the dating sites and apps that are available. And based on criteria such as how easy they are to use, possibility of meeting a suitable partner, and whether they are likely to leave a virus on your phone or computer, I've picked out the best ones for you. I'm not saying if you register on one of them, you'll find love, but if you register on them all, you definitely will. But before you get started arranging dates, you've got to have a think what you're going to put in your profile. This can be quite tricky. You may be tempted to brag in order to get people's attention. This is exactly what I did to begin with, and my first profile was full of lines like, I've got a job until at least the end of the next financial year, I've recently been given a clean bill of health, and I'm not particularly afraid of flying. Whilst this type of egotistical dating profile worked in getting me a lot of dates, the people I met off the back of it were very shallow, and during dates I felt under way too much pressure to act like the perfect person that they were expecting. So my tip would be to put a mix of good and bad characteristics so that you seem like a real person. My current, extremely successful dating profile keeps the stuff about me having a job and being healthy, but also mentions that I'm very impatient and have astigmatism. And in the hobby section, I've alternated between attractive and unattractive things. So my list reads, accumulating money, reading comments on internet articles until I'm furious, planning for a stable future, and biting my nails. Feel free to use these exact hobbies in your own dating profile, as they will guarantee a first date. But you can also use your dating profile to make sure you get more than one date with a person. If you imply in your profile that you have some exciting and secret information that you're withholding, people are bound to go on multiple dates with you even if they didn't enjoy the first. In one of my profiles, I put that I had concrete evidence that the moon landings were faked which I would reveal after a fourth date, and I actually had a long-term relationship based on a line in my profile which said I had a foolproof get-rich-quick scheme that I would reveal in good time. After a couple of years, the person got bored of waiting around for me to share these details, but the relationship was fairly stale at that point anyway, so that was fine. So now you've got the perfect profile, it's time to put it onto the best dating site for you. The first big question is, to pay or not to pay? Before you pick a particular dating site, You may notice that some of them ask you to pay money to register and I know that some people think that paying for love is immoral or taboo. However, there are benefits to it. Having to pay money does filter out certain types of people and you go on much fewer dates with pensioners who registered thinking they were renewing their freedom pass or groups of teenagers that are doing it for a dare. These dates can be a lot of fun, but they rarely lead to a long-lasting relationship. So you might consider stumping up the cash to avoid them and get straight to the good stuff. A lot of people register on dating websites that are attached to a particular newspaper. Just like the world in general, I know that Resonance FM has been sliding dangerously to the right in terms of its politics. But generally, the demographic of Resonance listeners and Guardian readers is probably still quite similar so Guardian Soulmates might be the one for you to use to find a like-minded future partner. You can have some really nice dates through this site, where you can both vent about gentrification over a craft beer in Peckham. But really, by meeting people with the exact same views as yourself, you're not challenging yourself at all or your political viewpoints. For this reason, I prefer using Daily Mail Soulmates, where you'll meet people with viewpoints that you don't hear every day because they're offensive and mental. They might tut at you when you order something foreign and tell you how everything on the menu will give you cancer. But you'll finish the date with broadened horizons and less likely to be completely shocked when the next election results come in. Similar to Daily Mail soulmates, sometimes the best dates come from places where you're looking for someone a bit different to you. One of my personal favourites is datedown.com the dating site that sets you up on dates with people of a lower social class to you. You can laugh about how they speak, patronise them about their opinions and generally feel better about yourself. I've also had a lot of good dates through the Foreign Bodies app, which exclusively pairs you with foreigners. Again, giving you a guaranteed hilarious date because of all the comical cultural differences. There are things you should keep in mind with both of these apps though. With foreign bodies, there's a good range in choice available there at the moment, but once Britain leaves the EU, it may be much more limited. So it's worth getting registered on that site quickly. And with date down, unless you've already risen to the highest social class, you may in fact be the subject of the and down and being laughed at by the other person throughout the entire date. You may want to make sure you've reached the top of the class structure before taking a risk with date down. Speaking of class, if you're a member of the elite, you're very well catered for in the dating department. Matrimmoney.com is the dating site exclusively for those in the highest tax bracket. Just to review this site, I had to work my way up through the ranks of Citibank, adapt to and eventually embrace an extremely problematic corporate culture, and work 18 hour days for the last year and a half. However, I had less luck getting dates through the even more exclusive dating site, especially for eugenicists. As the logical next step of elite dating, this site not only requires you to be rich, but also to have an impeccable family background and a very strong genetic makeup. I never thought I had much of a chance of getting a date through this site, but I paid the extortionate membership fee and was all ready to take the blood test. But within the hour, my payment had been refunded into my account and I received an email which said that, unfortunately, they do not accept new money. So, I don't actually have any feedback on especially for you but I'm sure it's great. But really, if you're a typical member of modern society, none of these dating sites are going to be for you. Nowadays, the trend is for dating apps which don't require anything more than uploading your photo, scrolling through other people's, and swiping at their faces in a particular direction, depending on whether you like what you see. But can you really judge someone's potential as a future spouse based on just a photo? Even if they appear to be doing something positive, it's still risky. You might get a good impression of someone because their photo appears to show them rescuing someone from a burning building, but then when you go on a date with them, it turns out they were actually placing someone in that building and you have no intention of settling down with someone who'd do something like that. So making a snap judgment based on how someone looks is not the basis for a successful relationship. But what about a snap judgment based on what someone says? Words are the major way people express what they're like. And if someone uses their words to express a poor opinion about a TV show or give a bad restaurant recommendation, you'd know to dismiss them completely. But people may lie and exaggerate during a date in order to seem cool and get you to love them. So how do you get to the source and find out what they're really like? Well, there is a dating app on the market which does just that. And in my opinion, it's the best of all dating apps. It's called LoveQuote. Using their access to the same phone and email data that GCHQ and MI5 have harvested over many years, a single quote from a person flashes up on your screen, and you can decide from that quote whether the person is right for you. It's already a great app, which gives you a true insight into the person before you decide to date them, and chances are it's going to get even better, with Theresa May pushing through the Snoopers' charter and privacy legislation getting laxer every year, So I'm going to give it a go now and try to set up a date. So here we go. I've got it open now. Uh, The first quote is coming up on the screen. So it says, Yeah, the Illuminati definitely control everything. I mean, look at the last series of MasterChef. If there wasn't some secret force deciding the result, how else do you explain how the winner won with a fried egg sandwich? See, that one is not straightforward. I've had my own suspicions about that result. So I suppose I could swipe right on this quote. But then again, I feel like even though it's probably true that it's some sort of conspiracy, would I want someone banging on about it when I'm trying to enjoy the show? I don't think so. And actually, I quite like the look of that fried egg sandwich. So I'm going to swipe left. So I'm going to have to try another one. The quote's coming up on the screen now. See, I did like those Scandinavian dramas like The Killing and The Bridge, but that was ages ago now. I thought that Deutschland 83 was pretty overrated and I think the missing was rubbish. I actually think European TV is getting worse every year and that's why I voted to leave the EU. Again, this isn't straightforward. It's really good to have strong opinions on TV and maybe us leaving the EU will encourage other European nations to step up their game and start producing some better box sets to make the EU seem more appealing. However, the quote doesn't give me enough to go on to really commit to this person, so I'm going to have to swipe left. It's not actually going very well so far, but let's try one more. Here it is. I'm mortified to have to pay 50% income tax. I use the NHS, but I can't use public transport. Trains are always late, most state schools are S-word, and I've got to give you, like, what, 4 million quid? Are you having a laugh? When I got my tax bill for the album 19, I was ready to go and buy a gun and randomly open fire. Oh, I've actually seen that quote before. That's, that's Adele. Oh, they must have taken a quote from one of her interviews and used it as a love quote. Quote. I mean, I actually like the quote anyway, but even if I didn't, I'm definitely swiping right for Adele. She's loaded even after tax. So now, just see if she swipes right for me... Yes! Yes, she has. Oh, great. What a positive experience that was. Uh, sorted. I've got a date with the pop sensation Adele using love quote. And if you followed the instructions in this guide, you also should be well on your way to getting a date too, whether through Love Quote or one of the other apps. But don't get complacent because the battle is only half won. Now you've got to know what to do on a date to make sure the person goes from a date to a lifelong partner. That's what I'll be covering in part two of my guide to modern love.